Miracy. An impetuous king had four wives. There was one wife who he favored. She was kind, intelligent, challenging, and beautiful. The three other wives were jealous of the time he spent with her. Over the years, they connived and complained, and finally convinced the king that the fourth wife was the source of all the troubles in the kingdom. One morning, when the favored wife refused to agree with the king, he banished her, saying, Your ill will is the cause of all my problems, and you have not borne me a child after years of marriage. The queen knew well the devious root of the king's change of heart. Without a word, she left the palace. Hi, I'm Lisa Bloom, the story coach, and you're listening to Once Upon a Business. In each episode, we explore a story, a fairy tale, folk tale, or traditional story, so that we can discover the amazing lessons relevant for business and for entrepreneurs. Disguised as a beggar, the queen journeyed until she arrived in India. There she found a small cottage in a forest and lived a simple life. One night, she dreamed of a magnificent golden tree. In the morning, she realized that she was pregnant. However, she sent no word to her husband, the king. That same night, the king also dreamed of the golden tree. The next morning, he could not stop thinking of the wife whom he had banished. Realizing his mistake, he sent out to find her and ask for her forgiveness. He traveled following the merchants who said they had seen the woman he described. He too arrived in India, but he could not find his wife. Finally, he sought the advice of a sage. No disguise could hide her true beauty. The wise sage did not tell him how to find her. Instead, he advised the king to find the golden tree he had seen in his dream. Then you will find your true love, said the sage. His journey was arduous and long. The king's feet were hardened, his robes were torn to shreds and a beard grew from his chin. But at last, in the middle of a boiling lake, he saw an island on which grew the golden tree. He risked his life and crossed the fiery water and took a single branch from the tree. He saw his wife's face reflected as if in a mirror on every leaf. He wept until his heart was cleansed of selfishness and the boiling water around him was cool and still. Then, soon afterward, he entered a forest he had not seen before. He came upon the cottage of his wife. She recognized him instantly, for she had loved him with all of her heart. She saw the branch of the golden tree she had dreamed of in his hands, yet uncertain of the nature of his visit, the queen let her seven-year-old son stay unseen. When she opened the door, he knew her as well. The king asked for her forgiveness. They told each other of their tales and she gladly forgave him. She then introduced her husband to their child. The queen, the king and the prince returned home. The gold branch was planted in the royal garden and grew as a reminder of their love. The three other queens were banished. They set off on their journeys. May they too be tempered by love. This is a Jewish tale from India by Laura Sims. We start this story with an impetuous king and a banished queen. How familiar is this? 
This is one of the oldest stories of all, dating back to the earliest of tales. The woman is disposable, thrown out because she is seen to be lacking, yet it is the selfish, demanding, and often greedy man who has power over her and uses that power against her. What an exhausting and perpetual story. I, for one, am tired of it. And yet we can't seem to escape it. The rates of murder of women at the hands of their partners is still sky high. I wonder when will this story end. But I digress. Let's take a look at this story with a forgiving heart, as a reflection of society and not the ills of any one person or specific gender. There are, as always, so many layers of meaning in this rich story. The king is swayed in his opinion about his favourite wife, poisoned by the other wives. On the one hand, it shows the weakness of the king, his lack of character, that he's so easily persuaded to think wrong of the woman he loves. It also perpetuates the terrible cultural phenomena of women being mean to other women. I think we've all seen this in business. I wish it wasn't true. The very worst manager I ever had was a woman. I hired her to fill in for me when I went on maternity leave. When I returned, she had been given my boss's job and I had to report to her. You know, I didn't mind that so much. I actually didn't want his job, but she was a nightmare to work for. Super competitive and not at all collaborative. I wish this trope of women being nasty to women was untrue, but alas, it is still alive and well in the workplace. In business, it's really important not to be persuaded by bad-mouthing of others. We need to learn to trust our own instincts about the people around us, and also fact-check before we believe that someone is the root of all ills, as the king was persuaded about his beloved. The queen's decision to leave the palace and live a simple life shows her strength of character, in direct contrast to the king. In business, it's a reminder that we need to follow an honest and clear path and find the simple truth in the work we do. We don't need to believe in the view of others about the value of our work, but instead be answerable to the truth of what we know to be right for us, the true intention and the heart of the work we do. When I began my business, there were many naysayers. They didn't have bad intentions, they just didn't understand what I was trying to do. My friends, even family, would tell me to get a job, or that they didn't believe that what I was doing was viable. I'm grateful that I was able to continue to explore and find good support and some friends who helped me find my way and make a success of my business. One of the things I love about this story is the way the characters listen to and are influenced by their dreams. The golden tree is such a strong image and clearly represents the true connection and love between the king and the queen. They both recognize it and are willing to follow their hearts to find it. For the king, it's to discover that the queen was his true love after all and that he had been foolish. And for the queen, it's about finding herself, her own worth, and the ability to be strong and survive alone. It reminds me of the entrepreneurial journey the search for our own true path in the work we feel called to do, and ideally to work from the heart, to find that calling, the passion to do work that comes from self-knowledge and love. That's really the ideal. Perhaps this is the path to less suffering in life and in business. The king suffers unnecessarily. The story shows us the perfect symbol of this suffering in the boiling lake, which he had to cross to find the golden tree. But when the king saw the truth of his selfishness and grieved, his environment changed. The lake was no longer boiling, 
and suddenly there was a forest he'd never seen before where he found his wife. Until he faced himself fully and opened his heart, he couldn't see that what he wanted was right in front of him. The king was as blind to his awful behavior as he was to the forest where his queen lived. It's interesting that it took him seven years to see the truth, to unravel the habits of a lifetime, to change his selfish and foolish ways. Only then could he see himself clearly, be honest and vulnerable. Only then was he ready for love. In a business context, perhaps we need that extended period of time to face great obstacles, to make foolish mistakes and even lose what we love before we're ready for our true success. I've always heard how important it is to make mistakes, and I've certainly made some big ones. And while it's happening, it doesn't help to think how it's going to help in the long run, that it's a great learning experience. It just feels hard, sometimes heart-wrenching. A few years ago, I discovered that my financial team had made some mistakes, and I owed a lot of money. I remember the day well. I got a phone call about my tax situation, and I was in tears. All I could think was how hard I'd been working, and yet I was seeing nothing for it. That was about as low as I got in my business journey. I was ready to give up. But ultimately, it led me to a great team who could get me back up on my feet, save me a ton of money, and set me up to be more successful in the future. It was a very hard path, but probably a necessary one for me to discover what I needed to learn to be successful in business. I love the ending of the story. It's so generous. It's a new start for the king and queen with their child. It's a return home and the planting of their golden tree. But it's also a wish for the banished queens to also find love. I think that last sentence, may they too be tempered by love, is an unexpected acknowledgement that people don't act cruelly when they feel loved. I'd like to think that in business we can wish all others well, whether they're people who have disappointed us or competitors, may they all find what they desire in their business and life. It doesn't have to be a zero-sum game. We should all be allowed the grace to learn, grow, and thrive. I'm Lisa Bloom, and you've been listening to Once Upon a Business. You can find out more about me at story-coach.com. That's story-coach.com. Once Upon a Business is part of the Miracy FM podcast network, which also includes such shows as Just Between Coaches and Soul Savvy Business. To catch the episodes that are coming up on Once Upon a Business, please follow us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you're listening right now. And if you like the show, please leave us a starred review. It really does help us out. Thank you. We'll see you next time.